Guys, buckle in, because we're going to hit all the feels. Your, your apology is not accepted. Uh, Daniel, the list is long and distinguished. And when I say Big John, I mean enormous John Fitzpatrick. Oh, I'm sorry. You ready You ready to toe-tag this young man if he ain't, ain't going to do nothing? Through them, the last gladiator standing in the ring with just a smattering of dead bodies. Don't disrespect. Don't, don't be disrespectful right now. Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint. And I'm Daniel. And we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs, so let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 57 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. Clint, it is a big day. It is. It is a big day for the University of Georgia. We're recording this on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm sorry. What day is it? It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Yeah, we're recording this on Tuesday, uh, the 19th of March. It is the first day of spring practice. Hello. Clint. Spring practice is here. Which means it's football season. Yeah, it's officially you know football season. Off season is gone. Well, we really never entered off season. But no, off, the off season is a myth. Yeah, for it who? was uh, for... it was created by the greeting card companies just to try to just to try to drive up sales. But the off season does not exist. It doesn't. Uh, but we are officially into spring practice. Yeah, it's a big day. Uh, not only that, but. I make no apologies to the month of October when I say this, but we are entering the greatest 30-day stretch of sports in the entire year. If Clint. you don't if you don't get teared up watching a commercial for the Masters, just what are you doing in life? Just stop. Stop whatever it is you're doing and do some serious self-reflection. Get those candles Clint. back out. March Madness starts First four starts tonight, but yep. the March Madness kicks off in earnest in two days. Goes for three weekends. In the middle of that, Major League Baseball opening day happens. Mm-hmm. Which, there's not a lot to love about the Major League Baseball regular season. Let's be honest about it. It's long. It's tedious. Yeah. It can be taxing, both mentally and physically. Yeah. But Major League Baseball opening day is a special day. It really is. Uh... And and then you throw in the Masters right after March Madness. Mm-hmm. And you are dealing with just a beautiful cocktail of sports this this next month. Yeah. And then Georgia Spring Practice right on top of that. G-Day come right after the Masters. I mean, guys, buckle in because we're going to hit all the feels. Yeah, that's that's all happening. So we got a lot of talk. We got a lot to talk about today. We're going to get to uh, the three things that we are most looking forward to putting our eyes on this spring in spring practice. Um, we are going to get into Mount Rushmore all-time UGA linebackers that belong on Mount Rushmore, Hello. which uh, I don't have to tell you, Georgia fans, you're going to get heated. 
about this. There's going to there's a good chance we're going to leave off your favorite player in the history of Georgia football. Guaranteed. We That's will like leave some off. of some of you we're not we're going to just brush right by him in the honorable mentions. And he's and he's the first guy that would have been on your yeah, list. Speak about it, thirty seconds where you think he deserves an entire podcast. It's a it's a deep field at linebacker for Mount Rushmore, but we're we're, we're going to get into it. And I've already uh, preemptively apologized and said, actually, I'm sorry, I've I've apologized, not apologized. So, uh, yeah, don't well your your apology is not accepted. Thank you. Just so we're clear. Good. It's not. Um, uh, before we get into those things, Clint, anything that you've got that we need to talk about? Daniel, couple of news items. Well, not really news. I can always count on. I can always count on Clint to be scouring the news. Always. To, I'm always looking out for those ridiculous lists. Uh, so, Daniel, let's start with some some levity on this fine Tuesday morning. Uh, ESPN apparently just. Well, there's your levity right there. Yeah, there's your levity. <laughs> ESPN. You know, the hard It's a good joke. Hard hitting journalists, ESPN, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel, apparently they just pay in folk to do whatever they want because somebody has scoured and done extensive research on the best basketball player for every college football team. I'm not. I, okay. Again. I wish I w- wish I was joking. Took me a minute, but yep. sure. So let's do. They let's have do said, "Let's get weird. Let's get weird, folk. Come on down. Your name is up." So ESPN went around, scoured, and said, "Hey, hey, who who, who we got that can that can ball on the hardwood?" Uh, Daniel, do you want to take a guess on? Do, do you venture a guess on who Georgia best basketball player was named? I can give you some well, hints if you want to. If if you want to. Directional. Is he a, is he a freshman defensive tackle? Because <laughs> uh, I saw that sh- video. Yeah, I saw that three sixty dunk. That should have yep. been correct. Nope, it is not he. He's on defense. Uh, he he weighs about maybe half uh, the weight of the man who should be of that freshman D tackle. Is he a starter? He's a starter. This is J R Reed. Uh, it is not JRE. They, he plays. I just figured. I just figured that the, if since this is an ESPN article, yeah. there's only like six names that they know, right? Uh, that would play for UGA football. Would it help you if, uh, like a WWF, uh, which by the way, which the the true name for those of us who grew up with WWF, uh, if you were a WWF wrestler, you would have some sort of like uh, you would hold something as you came into the ring. Some sort of distinguishing oh mark no. for yourself, Daniel. Kind of like maybe a baseball bat. The hacksaw Jim Duggan of our team. Is that who you're saying? That's who I'm saying. Is? Exactly. God, we should start calling Richard LeCount hacksaw from this point forward. That's it. Uh, I second this motion and carry. It's, been a, it's motion carried. Motion carried by the board. Uh, uh, Richard LeCount is named the best basketball player on UGA sport or on good UGA old hacksaw. Football. Hacksaw has done himself. Richard a favor. LeCount, he's he stands at what, like five nine, or uh, something. Like he's he's a he's a short dude. Well, that, is that before or after he gets trucked in the open field? He he shrinks <laughs> after he gets murdered, or or he would actually have to come into contact with somebody to make a tackle. So, goodness, goodness gracious. Uh, ESPN my, how the 
My how the turntables have, Clint. Just you and you and Hacksaw. Roller coaster of a year. I can't wait to see how it ends. I can't either. I really I can't, can't see. Daniel. You guys are really the Jim and Pam of this podcast. Like I don't know how I don't know how it's gonna but I know you're gonna end up together. You, I'm gonna come back around. You, you, Richard Richard's gonna pick somebody off in some giant game and he's gonna return it for a pick six and I will mm-hmm. I will And you're just gonna freaking Ross and Rachel that thing. Oh, you're yeah. gonna absolutely Yo yo for days, people. It ain't we I ain't were playing. on a break. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's enough. That's enough uh, uh, uh sitcom comedy references. Yeah, Daniel so far Daniel's on the Netflix Netflix binge with his wife at night apparently. Just getting all the That's right. office. Uh second piece. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh which by Seinfeld the way reference. Uh FYI, greatest sitcom of all time. If you don't think it's Seinfeld, get off my lawn. Um You just getting you're throwing out a lot of like WWF Seinfeld, oh. like you've got a lot of ultimatums on this podcast a lot of ultimatums. already. Like, <laughs> just really trying to drive everyone away. Daniel, do we do we know any other way? Do you know a different way of life? No, we really don't. Okay. Really don't. Uh, secondly, over on Dog Nation uh, website, Mike Griffin had laid out his positional group rankings. Saw that. You saw that. Saw that. Okay. I did see that. I wanted to and, run through really quick and then get your thoughts on those, Daniel. Because we just did a very similar thing, did we not? I here's my here's my guess. Here's my guess. Uh, yeah, this is fair guess. This, this is, is a fair, fair guess. They were on iTunes and they were looking around in their pre-production meetings with their uh, intern uh, program director, and he said, "Hey guys, I got these. I got these two guys. His name, his, their intern's pr- name is is likely like Michelle or something. Like he's a French dude, but uh, he's just sort of like a." A, an elevated version of intern yeah. Michael. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, and he was like, "Hey guys, I I, I got these, uh, uh, but with a French accent. I got these two guys who are doing a podcast. They just did their position group rankings. I think we should do them as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, Dog Nation, you're welcome for the idea. Yeah, uh, here's his rundown, Daniel. Okay, top group O line. No problem there. Okay, I got I got no problem there. It's not it's 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 the same as me. Yeah, same as you. Second group, kind of startling. He he goes for, wow. He shifts. Defensive back is the second most talent rich position group on our team, according to Mike. Saw Griffin. that. Saw that. What? Just to clarify, we I had corner and safety right next to each other as third worst and fourth worst on the team. But I think two things. It's it's two things. Two things is the primary difference I think between these two rankings. Uh, one is um, the love of Jr. Reed. Yes, Jr. is getting uh, some love nationally right now. By the way, which which listen, I don't. I like Jr. Reed. Yeah, I'm not nearly as down on him as you are. Sure, I happen to know. Uh, I like J.R. Reed, but I don't love J.R. Reed. I don't think J.R. Reed is is a elite game changing defensive player. No. And then the second thing is is a confidence in Tyson Campbell. Yeah. That I just uh, listen. I hope, and we said this when we did our rankings. I hope. I I really hope, but I who, who I can't knows? be confident until I see something no. out of the young man, and so. 
Yeah, but that's a, it's a stretch to put a second ahead of running back, ahead of kicker, ahead of quarterback. Like we're talking about, that is a stretch. I believe. I, I just don't Those believe. Three, Mike Griffin just doesn't believe that DeAndre Baker has entered the draft. He just literally has blocked that out of his mind. That DeAndre Baker is no longer on the team is is the only hard. explanation. Yeah, it's hard for me to not put at least those three groups. Yeah. Kicker, running back, quarterback, where you have absolute proven talent. Right. Like unquestionably proven talent in Jake Fromm, DeAndre Swift, and Hot Rod. Correct. You have three of the best players on the team, bar none, and they are all multi-year producers. Not just producers, but among the the leaders yeah. in in production on our team. So, yeah, I, I just don't think you can put defensive backs that highly on your yeah. list. So next he has specialists, then QB, then he jumps over to linebacker, um, and then Daniel third from the bottom. He's got running back, and then receiver, and then D line. So he's got running back as a third worst, and receiver as the second worst position group on our team. Which, to be fair, if he's grouping tight ends into yeah. receivers, then that will drag that group down. Because we Which both had tight ends. We both had tight ends ranked very low on our list. We both... Listen, I had no problem if you had defensive line lower than secondary. So, like, I, if you had defensive line down there, I can get. Running back, stop. What are you doing? Stop. Stop. Because Elijah Holyfield's a guy we're really going to miss? Come on. Stop stop it with that that i I saw that nonsense and all i wanted to say was like are you just are you just trying to get at somebody like did somebody not answer your request for an interview and you just pissed i mean it's mike griffin so he's always trying to get at somebody the good news for georgia fans is that it more often than not now it's other team fan bases that he's trying to get after uh it's good but but sure everything he writes is 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 got that sort of agenda behind it but yeah i don't have for the most part you know we could quibble over a few of these things but he was right in the ballpark with most of them except db and and running back those were wild yeah i because i just think even if zamir white gets hurt again and doesn't play another snap this season you just look at the three running backs we have coming back from last year right and swift Harry and Cook. And that's enough to put them up near the top of your list. Absolutely. Like, just that. Forget about any of the newcomers. The right. Guys that we hope are going to contribute. Uh, so, yeah. I don't, I, don't have any, right. I don't have any fear about the running back position. Okay, good. All right, Daniel. That's all the news I got. That's all the news that you've got. Um, I want to hear your final four picks. We'll get those maybe at the end of the show. Yeah, we'll get those. Uh, let's let's talk about let's talk some football. Mm-hmm. It's football. It's football season. It's right here. So spring practice starts today. Don't know if we'll get this podcast out to you, the people, today, uh, but starts this week, likely, as you're listening to it. Uh, we've not heard Kirby's press conference yet. He's not delivered it yet. So so we ask your forgiveness on anything that we say that is immediately rendered irrelevant. But right. what what do you expect from us? What's new? Like we're not, yeah. What's new? Uh, Clint, I would love to know... Spring practice is all just about getting your eyes on things. That's it. You know what I'm saying? 
Uh, and sometimes we get our eyes on things through actual video. Sometimes we get our eyes on things through uh, interviews that we hear from people. Sometimes we get our eyes on things just through reporters, beat writers, writing stories. But what are the three things that you are most looking forward to getting your eyes on? Or that I would maybe would say that you feel like you most need to get your eyes on this spring as Georgia practices between now and G Day. Give me one of the give me one of the things on your list. Here here's what I need to see. Uh, I need to see really it's an actually an absence of what I don't want to see. Uh, mm. and I won't be seeing. Uh, and that is a sulking backup sitting on the sideline. Just that that's what I'm excited not to see. I'm excited to see Jake from get with his receivers, be joking, be laughing, be throwing things around. I, I'm excited to see the the excitement of offense, if I was to make this a serious point. I'm excited to see the the offensive skill position, uh the receivers, the quarterback, the running back, the tight end, um really open things up. Really, really open that throttle and throw some gasoline on the fire. And see what comes of it. So I want to see some levity. I want to see some lightheartedness. I want to see these guys go compete, go up and grab some 50-50 balls, make some spectacular catches, uh, play in space, and just be smiling and laughing with uh, the new offensive coordinator, with Cooley coming in, uh, with Fromm being the the absolute leader of this unit with no question and nobody sulking uh, on the sideline. I just want to see the offense uh, have some life to it and gel in in this chemistry aspect uh, that that kind of you know gives me the the all the feels uh, all the the whoops when I go whoop you know as I'm watching uh, G Day come up and uh, somebody makes a spectacular play or or Kirby says yeah those our defense man we we gotta we gotta condition better because we're we're gassed playing our offense you know th- those are the things I want to hear and see absolutely. Uh, and I think your point about the no quarterback controversy um, is 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 a good one. I, I think it's it's an, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out this year. And you know, it's the first time in a while that Georgia hasn't had a question mark at who was going to start at quarterback for them, which is weird to say because we've been so successful. And normally, a question mark at quarterback, at least the last two years, we've been so successful. Before that, we were a dumpster fire. Ugh. Uh, but usually when you have questions at quarterback, it means you're not going to be successful. Right. But we have somehow survived them, endured them, and now the one who has emerged mm. through them, the last gladiator standing in the ring with just a smattering of dead bodies uh, around him is Jake Fromm. And so what's that, what, what is that going to be like? I, I think the... I see a lot of these lists, and, and on their list of things they want to see that are most important for them to see in, in spring practice is backup quarterback play. or Almost the other side of that coin, like, oh, we need to see who the backup to Jake Fromm is. Listen, that's not on my list. Don't care. Because let me just spell it out for you, Georgia fans. Mm-hmm. If Jake Fromm goes down, we done. Period. It's, it's literally that simple. There's no other explanation I'm, needed. So, so listen, you can whoop and holler, and I'm, I'm talking to you, Clint. You can whoop and holler about Justin Fields being gone all you want. And that's great 
that he's not over there sulking on the sidelines, blah, blah, blah. But last year, if Jake Fromm went down, we were going to survive. Yep. This year, if he goes down, we're done. Because Stetson Bennett, this, hey, bro, I'm, I'm glad you're back. It's a listen, great story. I know, you, I know you dog fans love Stetson Bennett, yep. but come on, stop. And Dewan Mathis ain't ready. No. Okay, he's not. So, yeah, do you want to see Dewan Mathis in spring practice? Sure. I want to see him. I want to see him huck the ball around. I want to see how fast he is. I want to see him run around a linebacker, you know, on yeah. the outside and and make a play. Sure, absolutely. But he ain't our guy. Okay, no. so backup quarterback is not really relevant to me. Whoever the the battle between Seth and Bennett and Dewan Mathis is irrelevant because it's a battle for who's going to play in mop up duty of games where we're blowing somebody out, and I don't care who that is. Right. Uh, and if either of them is the starting quarterback at Georgia, that's it. You can button it up. It's over. So, not on my list. The first thing that is on my list is the tight end position. Okay. Clint, I am very keen to get a peek at what is happening at the tight end position. We just talked about it. It was one of the lowest position group rankings on our list. You got dra- you got grad transfer senior from Tennessee coming in, Wolf, who has had a fairly productive, albeit pedestrian, not flashy career well, at I Tennessee. Mean, look where he was at. Let's how are you gonna flash? That is absolutely true. How are you gonna flash Let's in give him that a pass, environment? Okay. But he's here and he's here for one year. So now you got him, and you've got. Uh, Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. you got Big John, okay? And when I say Big John, I mean enormous John Fitzpatrick. Uh, are either of those guys going to be able to elevate themselves and and be a second or even first tight end right. on this team? How do they? How do those two guys interact with Charlie Warner in, in the tight end role? Listen, we both don't think this t- offense is going to feature tight ends. No. But we have one proven commodity at tight end. And he's not our best proven commodity that we've ever seen, but he is at least a proven commodity. you got to have some... The best case scenario would be that both of those guys prove themselves to be, and we have a three tight end rotation, and they and they're just sort of cycling through their fresh bodies, getting things done. But very anxious to see how those two guys, one of them a senior, one of them a redshirt freshman, see how those two guys perform in the spring. That's good, Daniel. Uh, I think Wolf has a chance to be uh, kind of a fan favorite. I think Wolf's best thing he can do is come in, uh, and if Kirby likes him some receivers that can block downfield, uh, if Wolf gets in there and in a couple games – if he seals off a linebacker and Swift is able to ride right off his hip for a big gain, uh, we're going to be liking ourselves some some Elijah Wolf uh, in yep. a big, big way. Uh, I, I we talked about uh, you. You said Daniel, our top three running backs coming back. You'll ride with those guys. I will ride with them as well. I am not feared. I am so insanely intrigued by the health of Zamir White. Daniel, I can't help but want to know. Uh, Because uh, if he is full steam, ready to go back again, I mean, my my lips start salivating, thinking 
of the type of it's just insane uh you will forget i will forget again this is me speaking as i was a big elijah holyfield fan maybe one of the biggest i knew i i loved him as a matter of fact daniel and i went back and forth talking about swift or elijah and i said give me elijah all day uh i'm a huge fan but i think zamir could make me forget about elijah very very quickly if he is healthy and ready to go uh, and if we have those four plus anybody else uh, in the rotation, my goodness. Now, the three of them, I, I, I'm with you. I'm fine. Let's go. Uh, but I can't help but be intrigued by this, Daniel. I, it, it entices me every single second I think about spring football. Yeah, I, he is the most exciting player that we've never seen play a snap of football uh by far i think in my mind uh, i'm gonna go another player that we have hardly seen play a snap of football okay on my list uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna say d rub is the guy Daniel <laughs> that okay? This is a little shocking to me, Daniel. You're you're putting D Rob on this list. Listen, I, this is a list of what things I need to see uh-huh. in spring, and this is it for this dude. All right, it's now or never. Oh, I'm sorry. You so, ready? You ready to toe tag this young man if he ain't if he ain't gonna do nothing? I mean, what else am I gonna do with him? Was it just like? Did you come over here from Cal to ride the pine? To give us a good scout look if the other team's got a fast guy on their team? Is that what you're here to do? Or are you here to make some plays and get your butt on the field? Like, that's that's what I need to see something out of Demetrius Robertson this camp. Or else, you know, it ain't like wide receiver doesn't have some intriguing options. Mm-hmm. And it's not like wide receiver doesn't have some available playing time. Hello. Mm-hmm. Three of our four best, gone. Okay? So JJ's just standing over there going, hey, who wants to play football with me? So, so I D-Rob. I can't cut catch 170, guys. D-Rob, I need to see your hand in the air Okay. when that question is asked. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I need to see something that lets me know that he's learned whatever the things are that he needs to have learned. It's just one in order thing. to get onto the field. Well, I think we it's just all thing. presume we all presume to know what what it is that's keeping on the field. But but whatever that is, I need to hear from Kirby that you know some positivity. I need yeah. to see some production on the. I need to see him going with the ones. I need to yeah. I need to see something out of D-Rob because, yeah, it ain't like these freshman five stars that we're bringing in are going to get worse as the, as time moves forward. This is D-Rob's time right now. And and then it's going to pass if he's not ready to take it. Yep. So, uh, Daniel, how many more things you got? That you need to see. I just got, I got one more. Okay. Then I'm going to double up. I'm, I'm going to do my two here and I'm going to shoot it back to you. One, I need to get as many Kirby pressers as I can because, I, A, you can't get enough of them. I mean, I'm jonesing for it. 
I'm jonesing I, I for it. I cannot wait. Two, I need to get back in the form of Kirby Speak. Yep. Because I've been yep. far too removed from Kirby Speak. And it needs to come back to me in a hurry. Because he lays some... He, he gives you all the news in the world. Daniel, here's a, here's a principle I have about people. If you let people speak for long enough, they will tell you everything you need to know. People want to say things. Now, Kirby does not defy this rule as much as he tries. If you listen, you will know mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. you need to, okay? Mm-hmm. Because if Kirby starts talking about how, um, yeah, you know something, we just changed up the schedule uh, today and, and uh, receivers are just in the weight room getting some extra work in. Translation, D-Rob can't put 225 up one time and he ain't seeing the field because he can't block downfield. That's the translation, guys. So he will tell you everything you need to know if you hear it. I, I just need to to hear that. You need thing. to exercise those muscles. I need to get those muscles back. Those Kirby translation muscles. Kirby translations. Um, and the second thing I need to see, Daniel, uh, I need to know who the backer is, the linebacker, that I will be jumping up and down rooting for the most this year. And you know what? I, I'm, I don't care who it is. I mm-hmm. don't care, Otis. If you're mm-hmm. the if you're the heavy hitter in the middle of the field, I'm going to be looking at the most. If it is in fact uh, Crowder or Monty Rice, look, guys, I I am not going to discriminate against anybody. I don't care what mm-hmm. what number you got. I don't care what size you are. Who is going to be the thumper in the middle that I come to and I say to myself, I need an eraser. I need the playmaker because we got by last year without a playmaker mm-hmm. on LB. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I need it. So give me some give me some big licks. Give me some mm-hmm. give me some running backs uh, getting in fights or some offensive linemen or some g- give me that feistiness from somebody mm-hmm. out, out of the backer. I need that in a bad way, Daniel. Yeah, that, that ties right into my third thing, which is not just mine's a little bit more specific than yours though, because Clint, I'm on record. And I'm not going off the record. Don't do it. You know exactly what this season is all about for me. All about it. It is the season of the sophomore linebacker, Clint. And that is the thing I would say I'm most excited to see as we walk into this camp. And and to your point, uh, I don't know who it's going to be, but I know it's going to be a sophomore. And uh, it might be Aziz. It might be Adam. It might be Brenton. It might be Quay. It might be Channing. Uh, the choices are not few. No. And far between. Uh, I am excited to see where these guys are fitting in. And listen, I'm not going to be surprised even a little bit if midway through camp you get a note from a beat writer that says, Hey, Quay Walker's going with the ones at inside linebacker. Channing Tyndall is going with the ones at inside linebacker, uh, and Monty Rice is going with the twos. I'm not going to be surprised even a little bit. I don't necessarily think Monty Rice is going to get booted from his starting spot, but I expect these guys to m- make their presence known in a major way this this camp. Yeah, uh, and I think we'll begin to see it as practices emerge. So I'm excited to see who it is and where they are uh, on the depth chart That's as good. we move closer and closer to games. So 
Speaking of linebackers, Clint. Who? Smooth transition. Right on in. That's what we're about. Uh, Clint, anybody good play linebacker ever at University of Georgia? Anybody anybody with any talent ever touch the field? Ever ever don the the UGA red and black and put on the helmet and stand in the middle of the field and say, come at me, bro. Uh, Daniel, the list is long and distinguished. Long it is. And, so, and distinguished. Let's not... Let's not beat around the bush any longer. Let's jump into it. Uh, it's Mount Rushmore. It is, just to clarify, we've given you our quarterbacks. We've given you our offensive line. It is four names, and it is the four names that most fully represent what it is to be a University of Georgia linebacker. These are the ones that should be immortalized. Yes. And when you think of UGA linebacker, these are the ones that you think of. So, Clint, without further ado, who is the first name on your list? <clears throat> Give the people what they want. Sorry, not sorry. First name on my list. Drum roll, please. Roquan freaking Smith is on my Mount Rushmore of linebackers at UGA, and I don't care. Here's why, people seared into my 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 frontal cortex of my brain is the image of Roquan Smith meeting Baker Mayfield on the sideline of the Rose Bowl playoff game and and stopping time after time after time Roquan just scraping over and getting to it that wide receiver from Oklahoma still don't know what his left hand feels like has no clue. Has no. lost sensation in it because Roquan came Correct. barreling down and murdered him. Uh, he is the best eraser I have been a true fan and watched every game of. Okay, so I know there are there are incredible erasers, guys who just make plays disappear on UGA's defensive Hall of Fame. This Mount Rushmore, I get it, but for me, I watched every play Roquan Smith played at UGA. Uh, and to me, he was the best racer I ever laid eyes on for an entire breadth of career. Uh, he is on it because he gave me all the excitement. He made plays I never thought were even going to be remotely possible to make. Uh, he's my favorite kind of player, um, somebody who is who is nasty, uh, who is tenacious, who plays the linebacking position. Uh, so uh, it does so happen that I, I happened to come into fandom and Roquan was there. I, I get it. There, there's a little bit of recency bias and fandom bias. Totally understand, UGA fan. Uh, but he made the last, you know, couple years uh, beyond exciting. And we would not have beaten Oklahoma without Roquan Smith. There, there is zero chance we we go on to play Alabama without Roquan Smith. He was the best player in that game. He was one of the best players all year long. He got drafted. He represents UGA. He still reps the gear. He still comes back and talks to the guys. Put him on. Chisel that mug into the granite. Listen, Clint. I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to come to your aid here. Because recency bias ain't got one thing to do with it. Okay. It's not, that's not even a thing we should even be discussing right now. Okay, and and Roquan Smith, I think the listener will know, is not the first name. 
that goes on my list. But that's the thing about Mount Rushmore is they're not these guys aren't ranked. No, we're not ranking them. We're just listing them off. And so I'm gonna start with Roquan Smith on my Mount Rushmore because it's not about how recently he played, Clint. It's about uh, how many Buckus Award winners does the University of Georgia have in their in their vaunted history, Clint? Let's go down the list, Daniel. Okay. Roquan Smith, end of list. Oh, we're done. Yeah, we're done oh, now. Oh, okay. What's the most prestigious award that a linebacker can win, Clint? I can't I can't remember. I can't remember. What's that name for it? I think I think it was just mentioned. Oh yes, the Buckus Award. Okay, so the only guy in the history of the program who's won the most prestigious award, the Heisman Trophy of Linebacking. Yes. The only guy who's won it. The only guy who's led UGA in the last 50 years to a Rose Bowl. Mm. Okay. The only guy who single-handedly, to your point, carried a defense to a college football playoff national championship game in the history of UGA football. How many college football playoff national championship games have we been to, Clint? Mm. One. Oh. And who was the guy that carried us? I mean, there's no argument, Georgia fans. None. You like we all know when we watched that season. It was not Jake Fromm. No. Okay. As much as I love Nick and Sony, okay, they carried the offense. Mm-hmm. Those two. Okay, Javon Wims did a, did a heck of a job that year. Okay. But the defensive side of the ball was carried by number three in the middle. That's it. Listen, if we did a Mount Rushmore of number threes at the University of Georgia, <laughs> holy lord, that would be incredible. My but goodness, shouldn't we? Roquan Smith would be on that one too. Put him on. Listen, if we did a, a Mount Rushmore of defensive players at Georgia, come on, Roquan Smith would at least be on the honorable mention list, hands down. Roquan Smith is on the Mount Rushmore of UJ linebackers. The fact that he played recently has nothing to do with the fact that he is an all-time great in the the accolades the statistics mm. and the eye test and the the heights that he led his team to yes all back that up okay Roquan Smith absolutely belongs on this list uh that being said mm-hmm He's not, he's not the first name that comes to mind. Because, listen, do you know what he didn't do, Clint? How many? Did, did When he was at UGA, do you know what he what he failed to do? I don't think he blocked he, a kick, Daniel. He failed to block, not a kick, Clint. <laughs> don't disrespect. Don't, don't be disrespectful right now. It's not, it's not that Roquan Smith didn't block a kick. The problem is that Roquan Smith didn't block... Every single kick in the 2017 season. But um, Boss Bailey's senior year, he did. He did. Okay. He blocked every single kick. He had a 64-inch vertical leap. And he blocked every single kick for an entire season. Listen, Boss Bailey is the best linebacker yet to ever play football at the University of Georgia. And... um, not only that, he's a part of the the best family of football players to ever play football at the University of Georgia. He's an iconic linebacker. He had a he had a uh, a, a pretty solid NFL career. Yeah. 
he was an All-American. Um, he he won an SEC championship. Uh, he he is one of the most uh, freakish players to ever walk through the gates at Sanford Stadium. He was an absolute animal during his career in the early 2000s and late 90s. Uh, Boss Bailey was the most dynamic player on every like on every Georgia team mm-hmm. he was on. He was the player that you knew was going to make a, a huge play when it mattered the most. He was going to block a kick. He was going to make a huge tackle. He was going to make an he was going to intercept a ball. He was going to tackle somebody in space. He was going to sack the quarterback. Uh, Boss Bailey did it all. But primarily what he did was block every single kick. For his not just for one season, but for his entire UJ. If career. you go back when Boss uh, Bailey was uh, uh, in the in the SEC, if you go back and look at the record books, there's this DNR next to all kicking statistics when when UJ played. It says did not record. Just just there was no records of any kicking that happened when UJ played opponents that year. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, it just they didn't even count most of them as attempts. No. Because because he blocked the ball, in in some cases just went and took the ball out of the holder's hand said, and did, said, did oh, Matumbo dude. fingered his his way past this. Yeah, so, mm-mm. yeah. Uh, Boss Bailey, my my favorite, one of my favorite players, well documented in Georgia football history, and absolutely not just as a homer, but absolutely, I believe, belongs on the Mount Rushmore of UGA linebackers. So he is the second guy, really the first guy, but Roquan Smith is the second guy on my list. Uh, Daniel, when I look at a linebacker, I want somebody that that exudes a menacing attitude. Okay, Correct. You talked about Boss Bailey, and I said, you know what, I wasn't a fan then. Let me Let me go lay eyes on on Boss Bailey. I put eyes on Boss Bailey and you know what word came back? Menacing. Not even close. I watched block kicks. I watched him run around. I watched him be everything I would hope for. And if I was a fan, I would have been all in on Boss Bailey. And yes, Daniel, the second face on my Mount Rushmore. We're sharing the granite is Boss Bailey. Not only from what you said, but statistically. You know, sometimes, Daniel, you just got to admit your friends are right. And when they talk mm. and you do some research and you go back and research analytics back up their opinion and their thoughts, you got to say, you know what? Kudos to you. I applaud your thoughts. Sorry. And that's exactly what it was, Boss Bailey. He is the second face on my Mount Rushmore. Followed, Daniel, right. closely behind by a third. Uh, third bust, Daniel, on my... Mount Rushmore. Give you these stats. I'm going to tell you if this man should be on there. Uh, SEC Freshman of the Year, 92. That's that's true freshman. SEC okay. Freshman of the Year. Sure. All-American. Nice start. Nice start. All-American Freshman Team, 92. Hmm. All right. Then. Next year, all SEC. Don't matter what year okay. you are. Sure. In the NFL, all pro in 2000. Oh yeah, but by the way, the 92 season, he led the team in tackles as an 18-year-old kid. Oh, is that 
Is that a common thing that happens? Does that happen every day? Is that kind of like the list of Butkus Award winners that just goes on and on and on? Or does is that a pretty pretty elite company list? Seems like that'd be a pretty tight tight list. Randall Godfrey was an absolute monster animal beast for UGA. Mm -hmm. He's one of the best linebackers. He has all the accolades. Uh, he looks like he has been, when I say 18-year-old kid, I'm, I apologize, because his birth certificate says 18, his face says 45. Randall Godfrey has been looking like a 45-year-old. He, he looks like Popeye. All right. He, He's currently 45 now, still. but he looked 45 in 1992. Right, right. Just, he, he hasn't aged, and that's not like, when people are like, oh, you haven't aged a day, that's usually a compliment. With Randall Godfrey, it's just a statement of fact that you're like, well, I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's uh, Randall Godfrey absolutely belongs on the Mount Rushmore of linebackers. Uh, he's a beast, and I loved loved him. I knew of him as I was a young boy, uh, just liking football without being a, a college football fan, and including the NFL. Randall Godfrey, great choice. Definitely made my list of names that I was considering. Uh, fantastic choice. Played on some some tough. Some tough teams in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Played in some times in UJ football, but that doesn't take away from his uh, accomplishments and who he was. Uh, he did not make my list. I'm going to move to the third name on my list, Clint. And uh, and this one was was a tough one for me. It was a tough one because I set out, when I, I made my list, I wrote down all the names that I thought I would consider. And even when I wrote down this man's name, I thought, well... He deserves to be written down on my consideration list. But there's no way that I'm going to move his name to the top and and actually give it out as a Mount Rushmore name. You talked yourself into it, though. I didn't talk myself into it. Facts talked me into it, Clint. Okay. Okay? Sometimes there's cold, hard facts, and those things just speak louder than words. Because here's the thing. When you only play two seasons for a university, it is hard to be considered a Mount Rushmore candidate, okay? Because you only gave two years to this thing. And so... But if those two years, Daniel, are incredible two years... What are you really going to do? What are you really even going to do in two years? Let me tell you what Jarvis Jones did Uh in two years Uh at the University of Georgia. He recorded 28 sacks. Oh, is that all? In two... Stop for a second. In two years, he recorded 28 sacks, Clint. Before Jarvis Jones broke the record at 14 and a half, uh, 14 and a half sacks in 2012, that's what he, that's what he had, which broke the all-time single-season record at UGA. Do you know what the all-time single-season record at UGA was? It was 14 sacks in a year by David Pollock in 2002. Is he is he any good? Is he kind of a, a big deal at UGA? When we get to defensive line Mount Rushmore, you think David's going to show up mm. anywhere on that thing? Mm. I, I don't know. Listen to me. 14 sacks was the record at University of Georgia. That's how many Jarvis Jones averaged in two years. He averaged 14 sacks a year. For two years. Stupid. You understand? He had 13 and a half in 2011. And he had 14 and a half 
in 2012. Now, Clint, when you do that mm-hmm. in two years, you get my attention. Yeah. But let's talk about some lists. You remember when we talked about the Buckus Award winning list? I do. Let's talk about some lists. Do you know, do you care to hazard a guess as to how many consensus oh. All-Americans at linebacker the University of Georgia has had in its illustrious uh, career? I know of one definitively. Definitively, I know of one. Uh, and that is my, that's my boy. Yep. Uh, my guess... We just, we just talked about my guess Roquan Smith. is the second is going to be Jarvis Jones, and then there's a period after that, Daniel. End of list. Two consensus All-Americans at linebacker. One of them is Roquan Smith, and one of them is Jarvis Jones. Jarvis Jones played two seasons at Georgia. Clint, do you know how many times he was named a consensus All-American? Because it's effing two. Because, Because that young man said... I'm going to make it short and sweet. I'm going to come in and every single year I play, I'm going to break records. I'm going to get on every list that everybody writes about, and I'm going to take it by storm. He's a two-time consensus All-American. You understand Herschel Walker is the only one who, the only person in Georgia football history who has more consensus All-American how many, how uh, many people, picks. How many people share accomplishments with Herschel Walker, Daniel? Yeah, we're talking about he has the same number of consensus All-American years as David Pollock right. does. That's Jarvis Jones, and Jarvis Jones played two years, and he won. He was a he was a unanimous selection to the All-American team both years. You cannot leave this guy off your Mount Rushmore of UJ linebackers. I don't care how many years he played, uh, because he was the most electric pass rusher I've ever seen ever. at Georgia. He had some games. I will never forget the Missouri game in 2012. And why would I remember a Georgia versus Missouri game, Clint? That? There's uh, because one guy just took it over. He just took over the game in the fourth quarter. It's very difficult to take over a game from an outside linebacker very. position. Jarvis Jones single-handedly won. Uh, the Missouri game, and that was not the only game he single-handedly won. There were several games in his career. He was the most electric uh, playmaker on defense that I've ever seen at Georgia. So he's my third selection to Mount Rushmore, and he absolutely belongs there because of the two unbelievable years he had in the red and black. You said, Daniel, you cannot leave him off the Mount Rushmore of linebackers. That's your... Definitive statements. Talking about drawing line in the sand. I got one more, one more left on my list, Daniel. You do, and I'm sure it's Jarvis Jones because of what I've just said. You because it has to be. And and Daniel again, objective truth tells me it has to be Jarvis Jones. It must be. He has the record for most tackles for loss in a season. He was SEC Defensive Player of the Year in 2012. Okay, as well as all cons- consensus all American, as well as manhandling tackles and just blazing past them. Jarvis Jones is a freak. It's been well documented. Science has proven this. The Smithsonian mm-hmm. is in tow. 
He is he is etched in granite, people. He's absolutely on the and list. yet it, the listener can't help but feel like you're making excuses right now as you <laughs> as you list off his accolades. <laughs> like you're trying you're trying to hedge yourself right now. I'm not. Is that is that accurate? That's, I'm I'm not. Jarvis Jones is on my list, Daniel. He is he is oh, right good. there. Okay. I'm not hedging anything. I'm not gonna do a I hard left turn. To, I'm not I thought you were gonna take us on a journey. Right I am now. not baiting you into anything, Daniel. Those are my four. He is the fourth and final. The bookends of Roquan and Jarvis of Mount Rushmore. For my fourth name on my list, um, this is we talked about this before the show, Clint. I I have three names in bold on my list of names, and that's it. Uh-huh. Uh, I understand that I I'm going to give out a fourth name now, but there are so many people that I could give out right now. Here's one, and here's who I'm gonna go with. It, my heart is torn. Mm. My heart is torn, and I'm just gonna give you the two names that I'm torn between for this for this last okay. one. Uh, my heart is torn between Alec Ogletree and Will Weatherspoon. Okay, Will Weatherspoon. Uh, okay, uh, real quick, I did not anticipate that second name coming out of your mouth. Hello, I know. I know, and I'm going to give you the reason. I'm going to give you the reason after I give you this one. I'm going to go with Will Witherspoon as my wow. fourth name on Mount Rushmore. Listen, Will Witherspoon is a three-year starter at Georgia, uh, among the team leaders in uh, tackles. Uh, he is one of the best outside linebackers to ever play. At Georgia, he played 11 years in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He had an insane pro career where he was just the model of consistency. Yeah, uh, you want to talk about single-handedly winning a game, the 1999 LSU game. Uh, Will Witherspoon literally single-handedly won the game when he batted down a two-point conversion with one hand. Uh, he was yeah. Again, Will Witherspoon did not play on the best teams in Georgia football history. No. But but he did play a key role in Georgia football history uh, in the sense that he bridged the gap between um, uh, between Mark Richt and uh, what's his name, who I now can't even remember, Ray Goff, Jim Donnan, whatever, doesn't even matter. It doesn't. That's the thing. Is just this name. Some names aren't worth remembering. Um, Will Witherspoon. Will Witherspoon was a force mm. at uh, linebacker at UGA, and I think belongs on Mount Rushmore. Alec Ogletree. Ooh. I loved. I loved Alec Ogletree. I won't ever. You want to talk about blocking kicks? I won't ever forget the 2012 SEC Championship game when he blocked that kick and ran it back for a touchdown. Um, if we want, if we win that game, by the way, Alec Ogletree's on my list. Yeah. So it's probably not yeah. his fault that he's not on my like. It's not his fault he lost the game. But Alec Ogletree was suspended twice in his UGA career. Once his senior year for a failed drug test, actually ended up, I think, hurting us. Yeah. And that kind of segues segues me into the name that should be on this list for me, but isn't is Odell. Thurman. There you go. 
But that was a name I thought again, you were going to say instead of Will Witherspoon. I thought it was going to be well. We're not talking. Again, if this was my favorite linebackers in UJ history, it would be Boss Bailey, Odell Thurman, end of list. <laughs> Everyone else sort of just trails along. Um, Odell Thurman was a savage. Yeah. He was an absolute, you want to talk about like a menace and a force. Odell Thurman hated other humans. You, you could legitimately see it in the way he played. He was an absolute savage. On defense, but when you go to the NFL and yeah. you get kicked off teams and you're dealing cocaine and you're doing just doing all the things. Look, listen. Best of luck to the guy. I think he's in general is is on the up and up and is having. I'm all for second chances and I'm all for people making their way back. I can't put you on Mount Rushmore. I can't have you as the most representative face of UGA linebackers when the representation is not all that great right. that you're that right. you're you're giving. So that's why Odell Thurman doesn't make my list. I go Will Witherspoon. I go back into the nineties for for another name. So uh I covered a few decades. You did Daniel there. I, like it. I feel good about that. But uh yeah, Boss Bailey, Roquan Smith, Jarvis Jones, Will Witherspoon, that's my Boss Bailey, Roquan Smith, huge... Randall Godfrey, and of course Jarvis Jones. To bookend it. Georgia fans, let us know. Let us know what you think. Let us know let us know what you think about Tony Gilbert, who we didn't even mention. How about, let us know what you think about R- Rennie Curry. There you go. Who we who we didn't even mention. Kendrell Bell, some of you are gonna come at come at me and say that Kendrell Bell's the best linebacker to ever play football in Georgia. Um We didn't say the name Leonard Floyd on this on this podcast yet. Listen, there's a lot of good linebackers to play at Georgia. Uh, they just don't belong on Mount That's Rushmore it. because there's only four spots. That's it, people. That's all there is to it. Uh, Clint, we, we're going to let the people go. Let's get to we're it, though. Before, we're get we, off before this. we do that, though, it's March Madness, Daniel. Is it? I think so. I think, I think. Have I blocked off my entire calendar for Thursday and Friday, not going into work? Not accepting phone calls, just if anybody go park it in front of the if TV. If anybody is listening to this that has asked to schedule a meeting with me, and I say I have an appointment, and you now know what my appointments are, I did. I was very vague on what the appointment was. I just said I'm busy. Uh, well, you don't have to give reasons. You don't have to give out reasons. I don't. My appointment is with CBS, True TV, TBS, TNT. I got a lot of appointments. That's actually. my appointment. A lot of guys I'm talking to, or talking to me. A lot of appointments. Uh, Clint, give me your final four. Give the people, give the people what they want. Everybody's in a pool. I've, I've, obviously, people know that when we give out picks, it's, it's a, a lock. lock. So give me, give me your locks right. for the final. I'm four. gonna give you three that are gonna be like, okay, all right, sounds good. I'm gonna give you a fourth that you'll be like, what are you talking about? Uh, Duke, Tennessee, Kentucky. Okay, Homer, SEC Homer. I don't, even, I don't even care. Look at you. I don't even care. It's you. I don't care. Duke is Duke, Tennessee, Kentucky, and then who you got coming out of the West? You gonna give us a dark horse? Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Let me say this: Gonzaga. Look, being on the West Coast, I'll tell you this: they are soft people. Gonzaga always does this. Okay, they always look good. They always play. They are soft. They can't do a grind. I'm telling you right now. They're from. They're from Washington. They're soft people. Okay. They're from Washington. <laughs> It's fantastic. Uh, listen, 
here's my final four. Give me Virginia. Mm. Uh, give me North Carolina. There you go. And then give me Florida State. And give me Michigan wow. State. You can keep your you can keep your Duke, oh, Daniel. You can keep your Duke in the Final Four, but give me give me Michigan State. I like the to beat. Them. I like the Florida State pick. By the way, I really like that Florida State pick. Uh, yeah, I think Florida State's a tough team. Who you got winning it all? I I can't go against Duke, Daniel. It's just give me chalk. All right, I'm gonna go North Carolina. I'm gonna go North Carolina winning it all. Uh, so I'm sure. I'm sure between the two of us, we got something. We got we got a good chance. We'll get we'll get one or two of the final four. final four teams between, <laughs> the t- between the two of us. We gave out eight different teams to make the final I four. Mean, come so on, surely we'll hit on one or two. Just the one. Uh, all right, all right we will be back next week. We'll have lots of spring practice stuff to talk about. We will have another position group to do mount to rank on Mount Rushmore. Uh, there'll be lots. There'll be lots to discuss. It's spring practice. It's happening. It's happening. All the things. We'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.